if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers bearing crosses or stars of David. They add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. Good morning to you. Thanks for joining us. We are underway now at minutes after the hour of 9 o'clock on a Monday, the very first morning of the second month of the year of our Lord 2021 coming up. In 40 minutes from this very moment at 948, we will talk with Congressman Jim Jordan for his regular Monday visit. He's got a lot to talk about today, including the reason why he is not going to pursue the Senate seat that is being vacated by Rob Portman. Portman, of course, announced he is not going to run. A lot of people's first thought was, Jordan! Elevate him from the House to the upper chamber of the Congress. Get him into that Senate seat. He can do some real, real good for the country over there. Jim Jordan contemplated, according to what I'm told, and decided he can do more good for the country in the House of Representatives where he sits now. Why? Well, I'm going to ask him directly. But I have a pretty good theory. And it has to do with the way the majority may tip in 2022 in the midterms. But I'll ask him about that coming up at 948. Speaking of... The aforementioned Senator Rob Portman, Ohio Senator Rob Portman, the good one of the two senators in the state of Ohio, right? Isn't that what we thought? Rob Portman is the good guy. Rob Portman is the opposite of Sherrod Brown. This is the Republican. Rob Portman has been great for the Constitution. He's been great for Ohioans. Rob Portman, Rob Portman, Rob Portman. We've all loved Rob Portman, right? Let me answer that question by saying this. I wish Rob Portman would do us all a favor and not wait until his term is up to get out of Washington, D.C. and resign his Senate seat right now. Now, you may be a little shocked to hear that. You may wonder, what the heck? Why are you going so hard after Portman right now? Well, I think we all know that Rob Portman has been much more of a moderate than he has been a conservative. And as such, he has been willing to um, accept some things that we find less than acceptable in terms of freedoms, constitutionality, uh, right and wrong, quite simply. He has acceded far too many times to the Democrats. 
And it has not always been a love-love relationship with Rob Portman in a lot of conservative circles. Now, in Republican circles, <laughs> he's just hailed as a hero. I'm quite sure Jane Tinkin, the spineless leader of the Ohio GOP, you heard me, GOP leaders, you're not our friend. You are not our friend. We are not your friends. I've got a Timken story that I'll come up. Uh, I'll share with you coming up in just a bit as well. But uh, in the regular slash, you know, Rhino Republican circles, Rob Portman's the man. Yeah. In conservative circles, Rob Portman leaves a lot to be desired. But this goes beyond leaving something to be desired. Rob Portman went on CNN over the weekend. He went on with Dana Bash on State of the Union on CNN. And naturally, the leftist host, Dana Bash, came after Rob Portman to say, are you going to vote to convict Donald Trump in this impeachment trial? And the conversation that was held is only about two minutes long. Um, maybe even, yeah, about two minutes long. Blew me away. Rob Portman is no better than Anthony Gonzalez. Now, he didn't vote. He did not vote to um, continue with this impeachment in the Rand Paul vote that was held, in which Rand Paul asked Republicans to completely and unanimously oppose this impeachment trial as being unconstitutional and that it should not move forward. He did side with the 45 who you know 45 out of the 50 republicans 45 who said yeah that's true this should not move forward on the grounds of constitutionality only 5 voted and said this should go forward so he was on the correct side of that vote but it's what he said after that that has made me say you know what don't let the door hit you on the way out and don't wait before you exit it rob Because this is what Rob Portman had to say that made him sound just like Anthony Gonzalez and just like other Republican turncoats who want to blame Donald Trump for inciting the violence and the riot on Capitol Hill on January 6th. Listen to this exchange. It's two minutes long. You voted this week to dismiss the trial as unconstitutional since Donald Trump is no longer in office. I know you said you're going to keep an open mind as a juror, but setting aside questions of timing or constitutionality, do you consider... I have to pause that there just so that you understand that part of this. It has to be underscored. Dana Bash and CNN take the default position of, ah, the hell with the Constitution. Setting aside the constitutionality, because it's not constitutional, what about, what are you going to do about what Trump did? Forget about the fact that he is being impeached and removed from office, which he can't be because he's not in office. Forgetting the fact that he didn't have due process, which is also required by the Constitution, eh, set aside the constitutionality. Aside from that, are you going to convict him? You just un- you have to start from that point. Understand what the leftists are trying to do, because it's what they always try to do. Set aside the Constitution and just help us get vengeance. I had questions of timing or constitutionality. Do you consider Trump's actions leading up to and on January 6th to be impeachable conduct? Yes or no? 
Yeah. First of all, Dana, that was not Dana. That, that was not the vote. I mean, the vote was to table a discussion about the constitutionality. Right. And so, I said so, from separate, the start, I think so separate. So separate from that. that has to be discussed. Yes. I just wanted to put that, so that aside, was, that, but I the, want to focus. The vote, the vote was the vote was not about dismissing the trial. It was about not discussing the constitutionality. Okay. Is a, is a critical issue. I have said with regard to the president's comments that day that they were partly responsible for what happened, for the horrible violence that occurred on Capitol Hill. I've also said, you know, that that. that what he did was 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 wrong and, and inexcusable. I've used. All right. I guess I don't need the whole two minutes, really, because that's what I wanted you to hear. Comments that day that they were partly responsible for what happened for the horrible violence. Now let's back that up just a little bit further so you can hear that part in. Full. Discussing the constitutionality okay. is, a, is a critical issue. I have said with regard to the president's comments that day that they were partly responsible for what happened for the horrible violence that occurred on Capitol Hill. I have said, with regard to the president's comments that day, that they were partly responsible for the violence that happened on Capitol Hill. He's blaming Donald Trump's words from January 6th on the violence that happened on Capitol Hill. Violence that, according to the Department of Justice, was planned ahead of time by bad actors on the far right and far left, including the Oath Keepers, who have been charged with inciting and planning and conspiring that Capitol Hill mob attack weeks before January 6th. How can the president have incited an insurrection when the attack was planned by outside groups, unbeknownst to the president, weeks before the actual January 6th confirmation uh, vote? Or certification vote, rather, of the electors. How can that possibly be? But according to this spineless weasel of a senator, Rob Portman, He's blaming Trump, just like Gonzalez did. And if I could interview Portman, he'll never come on with me. I had him on a few years ago. He won't come back on with me because I challenge his weak-willed, spineless behind, and he doesn't like it. But I would ask him the same thing I asked Anthony Gonzalez. Tell me what words the president spoke that incited a violent mob attack on the Capitol especially considering the mob attack was A, planned weeks before, and B, started while the president was still talking. I mean, the the narrative that these buffoons are continuing to try to advance here is that Donald Trump said, are you ready? Let's go! Let's go get them! That's the narrative that they're trying to advance that the president's words inspired the attack. And I'm going to continue to play this in perpetuity if I have to. What were the president's words? We're going to walk down to the Capitol. And we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. I want Rob Portman to answer. I want him to answer the same way I asked Anthony Gonzalez that. I want you to tell me what in those words incited violence. 
And the article of impeachment introduced by the Democrats in the House and 10 spineless Republican members of the House, including Anthony Gonzalez, the article uh, of impeachment said that Trump told those people to fight like hell. And indeed, he did. We fight like hell. And if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. And according to the Democrats and those spineless Republicans, well, there, there, see, he told them to go fight. That means throw punches. That means smash windows. That means beat people up. Go fight like hell. Except that he said the same thing in April of 2018 about trying to win the midterm elections. We got to go out and we got to fight like hell and we got to win the House and we got to win the Senate. And I think we're going to do great in the Senate and I think we're going to do great in the House because the economy is so good. Pretty sure a lot of politicians instruct or ask their voters and supporters to fight and to fight like hell. And none of them have ever been charged with inciting violence for saying, go fight. When we have been attacked and when our ideals and fundamental values are being attacked, do we retreat or do we fight? I say we fight. And I intend to fight. I intend to fight for our ideals. I intend to fight. Are you willing to stand together? and fight for those people who are struggling are you willing to fight is you don't get what you don't fight for i am in this fight but this is a fight for our country for the oath we take to protect and defend the constitution so you know the drill by now and yet here we are rob portman republican senator from ohio rob portman declaring that President Trump's words and actions on January 6th led to that insurrection, as they continue to call it. It was not an insurrection. It was not an attempt to overthrow the government, by the way, first of all. Second of all, he says that Donald Trump was to blame. I've also said, you know, that, that, that what he did was, was, was wrong and, and inexcusable. I've used the word inexcusable because I think that's, that's how I feel. So, I mean... We'll see. I'm a, I'm a juror. I'm going to keep an open mind as we go through this. Uh, but I- He's a juror. He's a juror in the trial of Donald Trump in the United States Senate. And this juror has already announced his verdict. Before saying he's going to keep an open mind, he said that the president was partly responsible and it was inexcusable. You've already cast your vote and you haven't heard one single iota of evidence either for or against rob portman get this what weak-willed spineless jellyfish of a senator out of the senate he doesn't represent my state rob portman has declared donald trump to be responsible and inexcusable and yet has zero evidence with which to back up those claims but where was he he was home he was speaking at home on cnn where he and the rest of the pathetic liberal republicans belong i want you to step up and stand up and i want you to flood this pos's inbox answering machine, voicemail, 
surrogates, whatever you've got, I want you to flood it with commands that you want him as an Ohio resident and an Ohio citizen out of the Senate now. Get rid of him now. Don't wait until re-election in which he is not running. Get rid of, it, rid of him now. Let's have a special election and dump him because he is only going to continue to side with Democrats for the next two years before he's done. This is pathetic. Rob Portman, get out. Get out of our Congress. Get out of our Senate. You don't deserve to be in it. We'll be right back. Yeah, so uh, Rob Portman, Democrat, Senator, State of Ohio, agrees with all of the other Democrats in the State of Ohio and all of the other Democrats nationally. He blames Donald Trump for the ride of January 6th. I have said with regard to the president's comments that day that they were partly responsible for what happened, for the horrible violence that occurred on Capitol Hill. I've also said, you know, that that, that what he did was was, was wrong and, and inexcusable. I've used and then he went on to say that, I'm a juror, so I'll keep an open mind. He literally just convicted him and said he is responsible, and it was inexcusable. Then, of course, that, of course, allowed Dan Abash to say, well, then if you vote not to con- uh, convict, are you now excusing it? And, of course, he said, I'll keep an open mind. I've just had enough of this guy, and I hope we all let him know that. He's not welcome in the People's Congress, in the People's Senate, um, if this is the representation we are going to get, that's not who we, this is not those of us who voted for him to be in the Congress, to be in the Senate. This is not what we expected. We expected him to do things constitutionally. We expected him to stand up for all of us rather than could give in to the pressure from the left. Jan in Greater Cleveland, you got some thoughts on, uh, Rob Portman? Go right ahead. Yes, I do. I supported, uh, Portman until a few years back because he did not believe in same sex marriage. He changed his mind when his son said he was gay. Well, I let him know what I thought at that time. So, Bob, you know, your daughter, if she decided, oh, I don't think I believe in free market, I'm a socialist. Would you become a socialist because you'd like her to be comfortable at Thanksgiving dinner? I mean, uh, the, the man has the... Uh, I, I was appalled that he would have based his decision... I... Uh, Jan, I could not agree with you more, and that is a very great analogy you just made. If any of our children who we raise to have, you know, uh, you know, Christian beliefs or Judeo-Christian beliefs or whatever the case might be, and constitutional beliefs, and thank you for the phone call, Jan. If we raise them and then, you know, and and held to our principles, and then found out later on that they changed their principles and they changed their mind about what they believed, would we then convert our own beliefs in order to support them? Uh, absolutely not. Now, that is not to say Rob Portman is not allowed to love his child. Of course he is. And he can say, I support my son, and I support him, and I support his relationship. But as a matter of principle, I do not believe that marriage should be conferred upon anyone other than one man and one woman, which is, you know, how it's supposed to be. It is never, the word marriage was never, ever even in the, the, uh, uh, is, uh, the Constitution. And the idea that there was a constitutional right for two people of the same sex to marry, which, again, there's not even a constitutional right listed for male men and women to marry. 
it was written into there because of that decision and for him to change his opinion on that based on personal family issues i think is um well it's the definition of what i described a few moments ago spineless i'll be back after the news progressive democrats please be aware you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die this is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. All right, 936. We continue AM 1420. The answer. I'm going to get more phone calls on Rob Portman. I was just so disgusted uh, when I heard this on CNN State of the Union. Well, I didn't hear it on CNN State of the Union. I don't watch CNN State of the Union. I don't watch CNN. But it was a part of the uh, highlight news highlight package that I received. And, uh, yeah. If you just turn the radio on, uh, let me just hit you with it because everybody deserves to hear this ridiculous uh, traitor, and that's what he is. I think he's a traitor to his country, he's a traitor to the Constitution, he's a traitor to his party. Uh, I think Rob Portman is an embarrassment to the state of Ohio. He has declared, under pressure from liberal Democrats, that President Trump, who told his supporters at the rally in Washington on January 6th to peacefully and patriotically go cheer on your brave senators and congresspeople who are fighting uh, to make sure that the election is uh, is uh, investigated or audited. That's it. Fighting, of course, being a figurative term, not a literal term. They're on the, ho- on the floor of that joint session making their case. That's what it's supposed to be. So those peaceful... Uh, those orders to be peaceful and patriotic and to cheer on your senators, uh, according to Rob Portman, is responsible for the riot. But they were partly responsible for what happened, for the horrible violence that occurred on Capitol Hill. I've also said, you know, that, that, that what he did was, was, was wrong and, and inexcusable. I've used the word inexcusable because I think that's, that's how I feel. So, I mean, we'll see. I'm a, I'm a juror. I'm going to keep an open mind as we go through this. Uh, but I do think that this constitutionality issue has to be addressed. I mean, we would be convicting a private citizen, as you know, someone who's out of office. That sets a, a, a precedent. And I think all former presidents, yeah. <laughs> those alive and those and those not, uh, uh, could, could be affected in a negative way. But and if you don't vote yes, that, aren't you excusing that- it? You say it's inexcusable. If you don't vote yes, one could argue that you are doing just that. You are excusing the behavior. Well, it can be inexcusable and yet not be uh, subject to a conviction after a president has left office. If you look at the Constitution, and there aren't that many words about impeachment, so it's easy to do, and I encourage your viewers to do so, it's always connected with removal from office. And this is why the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court uh, refuses to come and preside over this trial, as he did in the last one, because he says as he looks at the Constitution, he only comes when it's about removal. Uh, that's that last part is the only thing Rob Portman that I believe said that that is correct. Um, Justice Chief Justice John Roberts will not oversee this sham impeachment trial because he knows it is a sham impeachment. It is not something that is constitutional. That's why it's being overseen and run by one of the jurors, Pat Leahy, a Democrat who wants to convict Trump. And the the absurdity of this clown show was already you know on display. Before this, but now we have another juror saying, I'm going to have an open mind. Uh, but yeah, I find him responsible and uh, inexcusable for what he did on that day. What did he say, Rob Portman? What did he say that in any way, shape, or form incited violence, much less the word used in your article of impeachment, insurrection? What did he say? I asked Anthony Gonzalez that question, and he pretty much crumpled because he didn't have an answer. With good reason. 
Because he didn't say anything to incite violence. Nothing. Rob Portman used the word removal, removal, removal about three times in that uh, uh, explanation and that answer to Dana Bash on CNN. Um, I hope he takes his own advice. Remove yourself from the Senate. Stop shaming the people of this great state with your presence there. George Ann is in Willoughby on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, George Ann. Go right ahead. Hi, Bob. Um, you know, first of all, these people make me sick. I wish they would develop a backbone. And I've, I've called Rob Portman's office before. I called him last summer because I noticed that he very, well, he never came out in support of Trump. He was never out there saying, you know, I support his ideas. And then he says something like this on um, CNN just to get his face out there. And, uh, you know, I called his office last week, and I told him it was a good idea he wasn't running because perhaps there will be a good conservative who will get in there and support a conservative president like Trump. And I left my phone number and my name. Of course, I still haven't heard back because he said he would get back to, you know, his constituents. And also the the term that he used, juror, oh, my goodness, it's, it's inconceivable. It well, is. That, it, it is all of the above. George Ann, thank you. Thank I appreciate, you. I appreciate your call. Great points. Let's move to, um, uh, G- how is it? I'm not sure how to say this name. Ganel? Gaynell? Um, in Avon. You're on AM 1420 The Answer. What's your name? Yes, Gaynell. Gaynell. Uh, you know, that's a very Gaynell. unique name. I don't know that I've ever <laughs> seen it before. So I apologize for not knowing how to pronounce it, but oh, welcome, Gaynell. That's all right. All right. Uh, well, I, I called him, this has been about two years ago, back when, about boys, or men going in ladies' restrooms and boys playing on girls' sports. You had a, a woman on uh, from the House or from the State Senate, I believe, trying to get a. But anyhow, I called him because, you know, I just feel. And he sent me back a letter saying, you know, because I think it's wrong to have boys play on girls' sports. That denies girls this for scholarships and, you know. He sent me a letter back saying, well, it was equality for them to play on that, you know. And well, you know, the, man, the man the man, does not understand the definition of equality, because how is it equal for girls to have to participate against physiological, uh, physiologically, biologically superior males? It's not equality for them, and that's the thing that people like Portman, liberal Republicans like Portman, uh, do they they completely reverse the definitions of equality and opportunity and they give the benefit of the doubt to the less than one percent of the population that wants to change the rules in in uh you know uh at the at the to the detriment of the 99 plus percent of of the population that has always understood and abided by the separation of this of the two sexes he literally is bestowing upon the this less than 1% rights that they do not have at the expense of rights of the majority that they do have. And that's uh, that's the shameful part about it. And anything else, uh, uh, Gaynell? Well, this would deny girls their chance for a scholarship, especially mm-hmm. if they've been in sports for since they were five, six years old and they're really good at it. And he wants the boys just to step in here and... So that I was done with him then, and I really think that he announced he was going to leave early 
because he will vote to, you know. To That's convict. my opinion. I, you yeah. know what, Gaynell? I said the same thing on the show last week when he announced it. I was like, why now? Why would he do that? And then I had my answer in my head. This is just my opinion like yours. And thank you for the call, Gaynell. I hope you call back again. I'll, I'll recognize your name next time. But I said that I believe that this is preemptive because Rob Portman plans to vote to convict Donald Trump. He plans to be one of the 17 Republicans that they will need, the Democrats need, to actually convict Donald Trump. And uh, he knows what kind of holy hell that is going to create, so he is already announcing he's not running for re-election. It insulates him, essentially. Congressman Jim Jordan will join us next, AM 1420, The Answer. Obviously, not sure if this is 100% synchronicity, but it certainly is coincidental, fortuitous for us. I've been talking all morning thus far about Rob Portman, and now I get a guy who a lot of people said they want to replace Rob Portman. But uh, this gentleman uh, has a little bit of a different plan in mind. Let's welcome Congressman Jim Jordan back to our program as he does each and every Monday on AM 1420. The answer. Good morning, Congressman. How are you, sir? I'm fine, Bob. How are you doing? I'm good, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, i got to tell you, I, I was a little surprised over the weekend. Uh, a lot of people said, uh, boy, uh, Rob Portman's leaving. Thank God we can get a conservative into that seat. Jim Jordan for Senate. And uh, you, were the, you were the first name on a lot of tongues. Um, you quickly quieted those tongues and made a decision and an announcement. Uh, can you tell us what and why? Well, you know, first of all, we appreciate the service of uh, Senator Portman. He, I think he's going to be there another two years to finish up this term. I hope not. Um, I'll tell I you just, why in a second. But I, I just, I just felt that. Um, look, uh, Lord willing, and if the voters are willing, uh, run for re-election and they re-elect me, that um, I think we got a really good chance of taking back the House of Representatives. I really do, and if we do, then I would have the opportunity to uh, chair the Judiciary Committee. And as we've talked many times on, 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 on your show here, Bob, uh, right now what the cancel culture mob is doing to your First Amendment liberties, what's happening with uh, threats to your Second Amendment liberties, the Judiciary Committee in the House of Representatives is supposed to be the committee that safeguards the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and your, your, your basic freedom. And um, if, you know, given the opportunity to, to lead that committee, um, we can really focus in on what I think is the biggest threat to, uh, to the country right now. So... Um, but that's that's why we made the decision that we did, and and uh, you know we'll uh, we'll keep trying to stay focused right now on helping the president and his crazy impeachment trial in the Senate, doing the things that the families and voters of the fourth district want me to do. I have to tell you, my disappointment with the announcement that you would not seek that Senate seat was tempered very quickly by that announcement. You make a very good point. You can do a lot of great work for the people of this country uh, if you were the chair of the judiciary. Now, of course, that relies upon the voters doing what they've got to do, and that is give the majority mm-hmm. back to the Republican Party. But you're a thousand percent right. You can indeed uh, affect a lot of very important changes as the chair of that committee, as you've done great work, obviously, as the ranking member in the minority. So uh, I, I really do respect that. But I do want to talk about that Senate seat for a moment. I want to get your thoughts on this. You said uh, a moment ago he's got another two years, and I said to you, I hope not. Um, I was I was really, really frustrated, if not outright angry, when I heard this. Rob Portman on CNN, Dana Bash, State of the Union, said this of Donald Trump. I have said with regard to the president's comments that day 
that they were partly responsible for what happened, for the horrible violence that occurred on Capitol Hill. I've also said, you know, that, that, that what he did was, was, was wrong and, and inexcusable. I've used Dan and Bash was trying to get him to convict Donald Trump live on, on air in that interview, and she pretty much succeeded. He announced that he's a juror and will keep an open, an open mind, but he also just declared that Donald Trump was responsible for what happened that day, and it was inexcusable. <laughs> I, first of all, I, that's why I want him out. I want him to step down right now. He has no business sitting in that seat, no business representing the citizens of the state of Ohio, uh, because this is unconstitutional, and it's extraordinarily irresponsible for him as a juror to make such a statement. Not to mention, where's he getting his evidence? What does he have to base yeah. that on, Congressman? What are your thoughts? Well, there's certainly no evidence that was developed in the House of Representatives of the two-hour impeachment, right? I mean, it's ridiculous. And how do you incite a riot when, when, the, when, the, when the riot was already planned? How do you incite a, 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 how does your speech incite a breach of the Capitol when the breach of the Capitol happened before you finished your speech? I mean, this makes, how do you incite a riot when, when the president said uh, peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard? I mean, this is this is the thing. They always want to blame Republicans for 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 something that happens. But meanwhile, last summer, you had members of Congress saying we need more unrest in the streets while there was unrest happening in our streets. Now, that is scary. So somehow that was just fine. Now, the one thing about Republicans, one thing about you, Bob, one thing about me is we have condemned political violence every single time it has happened. Somehow the left doesn't do that. And, and for anyone to, to say that the president was responsible, this just makes no sense. It doesn't follow the facts. And then to do what they're doing now to try to convict him after he's left office in an unconstitutional fashion without the Supreme Court uh, chief justice presiding over the, 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 the trial is, is unconstitutional and wrong in and of itself. It really is. And, and that's the frustrating part about this. You, you and I and so many others have condemned political violence. President Trump, and we also recognize when somebody is not calling for violence. I played this again and again and again, and I won't bore you with it or take up any more of your time, but where he said literally, he said to people, we want to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women, those who are kind of making the argument that we need to have this 10-day yep. audit. He said we were to cheer them on, and we're going to go down to the Capitol, and we're going to do so peacefully and patriotically. I mean, literally yep. the opposite of what he is being accused yep. of doing, and yet here's a Republican who's following in the footsteps of the 10 weasels, including Anthony Gonzalez in 16 who voted to impeach out of the house without due process without any of the evidence everything you just pointed out now here's rob portman doing the same thing and and like i said i i don't want him in the in that position in the next two years get rid of him uh, force a resignation i'm advising all of my listeners to to contact him in his office and have a special election i don't want him representing the state any longer yeah, Bob, this gets to this gets to the thing Americans hate most. I mean, Americans hate lots of things. Maybe we talked about this last week, but Americans hate so much about Washington. They hate when we when, when Washington spends your tax dollars, your hard earned tax dollars on something stupid like happens so often with, with, with Democrats and the way they spend. But what they most despise is the double standard. The two sets of rules. Oh, there's one set of rules for, for, for Democrats. They can call for unrest in the streets while there's unrest in the streets. And, oh, that, we're not going to say anything. The press is not going to talk about any of that. All the, all the, the 100, over 100-day siege on the federal court building in Portland last summer. They're not going to talk about that. But Republicans, oh, then they're going to come after This double standard drives Americans crazy, and well, it should. And, again, this is why, the, this is why it, it's so important that the work that gets done on the Judiciary Committee is we focus on equal treatment under the law. We focus on the standard, the rule of law, not this double standard that seems to now exist. Um, in our nation's capital. 
Congressman, let me get into a couple of other issues here while I have you on the line this morning, and I always appreciate the opportunity to talk with you. This call for unity, this bogus call for unity, I want to get your response on uh, to Nancy Pelosi, who, two things actually, Nancy Pelosi declared at the end of last week that GOP members, her colleagues in the House that she serves as Speaker over, uh, are the enemies within, anybody who wants to avail themselves of their Second Amendment rights to protect themselves. Now, mind you, this is a, a Speaker who supports having barbed wire fencing and armed guards all around the Capitol because she fears a potential, you know, another riot or attack or whatever. But she doesn't think that the members of the Congress who fear attacks should be able to protect themselves with the Second Amendment. So she called them the enemy within. And then, Congressman, I have to get your thoughts on this because I have not heard enough from Senator Cruz. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez went on Twitter and publicly accused Ted Cruz of attempted murder. She said, quote, you almost had me killed three years ago, or three weeks ago, excuse me. Then she said, I prefer to work with people who are not trying to kill me. That is a flat-out slanderous defamatory statement that I believe to be actionable. I don't know why he isn't already hiring somebody to file the suit on his behalf. Your thoughts? No, it, it, again, it goes right back to what we said. Uh, you know, a few years ago, you had this crazy individual who was a, who was a Bernie Sanders supporter who um, attacked um, my colleagues, shot friend and colleague Steve Scalise on, on the ball field. And, you know, you never heard Republicans say, oh, Bernie Sanders was trying to cause harm. You never heard that because we don't do that. We blame the individual who did the wrong. That guy deserved what he got. And thank goodness the Capitol Hill police saved Steve Scalise's life and, and, and killed this guy who tried to kill Steve Scalise. So we, we, we stick to the facts. We stick to logic. This, is, this is, makes no sense what um, one colleague is saying to another, and it is wrong. And I think the American people see through it, but CNN doesn't. They keep playing this, and, and some of these mainstream press uh, outlets just keep playing this ridiculous claim by one member against Senator Cruz. It's, it's wrong, and everyone who's got common sense understands it. Yeah, well, there's a, <laughs> that's quite a qualifier. Uh, you have to have common sense, common sense to understand that, and, and I agree. So let's let's also then, since we're talking about the unity aspect, how unifying is Nancy Pelosi and AOC with these kinds of things? How unifying is Joe Biden when he says, "Let's get together and come together, blue and red," and then forty. 40. I, I did the math. Yeah. Um, I believe yeah. that the last five presidents combined, I think Trump had six EOs in his first 10 days, Obama had five, and then I think it was one for Bush, two for Clinton, and one for the other Bush. I think that's the right. Order. So we're talking like 23 combined from the last five presidents. 40 EOs, all of them divisive, all of them intended to punish, all of them that are clearly going to be outrageous to the 75 million Trump voters. Honest to goodness, Congressman, this may yeah, and this, no. by the way, is also a man who said, and you, we talked about this a little bit last week, I apologize for the redundancy, but he said that anybody who has to govern by executive order is a dictator, not a legislator, yeah. not, 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 not the president and, uh, in a, and uh, using the legislative, legislative procedure. Go ahead. Yeah, you, 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 uh, you can't unify when you're impeaching a president who's already left. You can't unify when the cancel culture tells 75 million people you're not allowed to speak, you're not allowed to engage in your First Amendment liberties. You can't unify when you've got 40 executive orders which is which uh, one of which says we're, we're not going to we're not going to finish the wall on the border. We're, we're not we're going to open the borders, even though we're going to close off the Capitol. We're going to put barbed wire around the Capitol, wall around the Capitol, protect the politicians. But, oh, we're not going to protect the country. Uh, you, you can't you can't unify when one of those executive orders, 
But think about this. One of those executive orders gets rid of the 1776 commission. This is a commission that simply said the things you and I learned in school, Bob, we should make sure those principles, those values that make us the greatest country ever, that they, that they are really there and taught in our educational system. It, talk, it talks about the, the dangers of communism, the dangers of fascism, the, the importance of the nuclear family, the importance of those principles and the rule of law and the separate and equal branches of government, all those fundamentals that make America such a special place. And one of those executive orders says, no, 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 we can't have that happening. We can't be actually teaching young people those kind of things. So it's tough to unify when that is the pattern we have seen in just a few weeks. So um, that concerns Americans, too, and I think, well, it should. And it's, it's, again, one of the reasons we have to continue to speak out about what makes America special and the dangers of heading down this road that the left wants to take us. Last thing uh, on the issue of unity, and this is on legislation now. The Democrats, you know, Joe Biden's $1.9 trillion relief package filled with so much trash, we don't have time to list. We know that. And they know that it would never get any Republican votes. Mm-hmm. Biden is supposedly going to meet with 10 quote-unquote moderates, including Portman, uh, moderate Republican senators today, and then he's going to completely ignore them, and they're going to use the budget re- reconciliation process to jam this thing through without a single Republican vote, like most likely. Um, yeah. Once again, I ask, how can we come together, and how damage will such an order, or such a package, rather, uh, do to us? Well, look, reconciliation is a process you can use. Now, when Republicans, I would argue, when we used it, we used it to cut people's taxes and let families keep more of their money. That was a good thing because Democrats weren't going to help us do that. seems to me Democrats are now going to try to use this, and as you said, Bob, it's a partisan maneuver. It's a way to get around the 60-vote hurdle in the Senate, and they're going to use it to spend more money. Why don't we just do this? And I know we've talked about this now for six, eight months. Why don't we let Americans go back to work? Why don't we just let that roaring economy that was happening just a few months ago before COVID hit, why don't we let them go back to work and unleash the American potential and entrepreneurs and all the good things that let that happen and get our economy up and running the right way? Uh, That makes a lot more sense. It absolutely does. Congressman Jordan, thank you for making a lot of sense. Thank you for explaining, by the way, again, your decision uh, to continue in the House and to hopefully run for re-election and perhaps be in a position to do even more good for the American people uh, as you continue. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. Thank you, Bob. Thanks for all you do. Take care. You got it. Jim Jordan on AM 1420, The Answer. It's 10.01, a little late to the news, but we'll catch up on the flip right after this.